0: Fisting, i fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the
1: way, this it's, is the the way, way that we it's the way that it's the way that <laughs> <laughs> the only gay cast member of Lay Girls, and this and is to is Ellen back. back.
2: I'm not Gretchen this... Pickles. I'm Carly. Your usual, yeah, co-host. you're Carly. But you are gay. I am a gay cast member of Lay Girls. Uh-huh. No, yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not in it. I'm not in the film. I'm also not in the film. How are you today, Reese? Um.
1: Well, I got my period today. So congratulations. Um, thank you. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, So I went to the store and bought some tampons and yeah, i just been like working on my book, which oddly now I'm at a point in time that coincides with the point of time that we are in the season, which is really weird. So yeah, it's been like a really great day. I I mean, I don't know. God, what can anyone say about anything right now? Oh,
2: yeah. We can't go outside. No, because the air is poison, Mm -hmm. but there's also a virus. Uh Uh-huh. And it spreads inside. And it spreads inside. Yeah. So I'm just trying not to leave the house. And you know what's really cool about that is that (laughs) I'm quarantined with my wife, who happens to be our special guest today. Oh, my God. It's Robin Romer. Hey. Hey. Wasn't that my best segue ever? (laughs) It was. Yeah.
1: So, Robin. Yes. How long have you been married to Carly, would you say? Hmm. I think it's going to be eight years in November. How's that gone for you? Uh, it has its ups and downs, but yeah. <laughs> just it's great. So, the marriage is good? Yeah. Married, being married to Carly is, is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: being, mar- being married to Carly is great. Okay.
1: So, what, what else do you do? What, what do you do professionally?
0: Um, I am a photographer and um, a <laughs> producer. And um, sometimes I uh, also do a little bit of acting.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what's like the best, what's your favorite role you've ever played?
0: Um, I played a, the role of Christina, LA Times photographer on the show called The L Word.
1: It was, I mean, it was a show stopping role, I think. Thank it you. It really brought into focus like the, there's no small parts, only small actors and you're not a small actor. You know, you had, your ponytail was small, but your presence was yeah. like, I think really defining for the episode, which was one of the best, I would say the best episode of the season. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I Absolutely. really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was true. no small part to your performance. Exactly.
2: Thank you. You could tell that your had character some, had, knew hmm. how to knew how to hold that camera and knew how to take yeah, pictures. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. you know that taken pictures, yeah, before mm-hmm. in LA even. Yeah. Exactly. Cuz sometimes it's different depending on location. Yeah. For
1: sure, yeah, cuz of light.
2: I really mm. went method with the role, you know.
1: I right. spent
0: a couple years in college and 15 years as a professional photographer <laughs> to prepare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for the role of a lifetime. Now, did they cut all of your lines of dialogue, or did you have none written?
0: um I didn't actually have any dialogue, but I, huh. I gave myself some dialogue that I would oh. per- perform after they would cut each scene, just to oh, kind oh, of wow. stay in character. Oh, I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was really the role of a lifetime for you. Yeah, it was great. And it's honestly an honor. It's just an honor to have. To have you here on this podcast today that you, you know.
2: Thank you so much. We I'm are so happy so, to be here. We're so lucky to have you here today.
1: We are.
0: Oh, hi. It's me, Lauren, the producer and editor of this podcast here to clarify a few things that were not technically clarified in the recording of this episode.
2: The episode that we are referring to that Robin Romer, the talented, illustrious, show-stopping actress Robin Romer appeared on. Is episode one hundred and four titled "L.A. Times" in the L Word reboot, Generation Q, not the original series? For anyone who was confused and thinking Robin was hanging at the planet, she wasn't. Okay, she was hanging at Dana's. So, the more you know. Back to the show.
1: Um. So, what would you say is your L Word origin story? I don't know.
0: I was out of college living with my ex and we would watch the watch the l word but honestly my most memorable memories of the l word
1: <laughs> were
0: after carly and i started dating and we would go to your to your apartment reese mm-hmm. and we would um my watch it together you know it's funny fun. is
2: if we were watching season five is when we started watching them all together and that's what we have for oh we probably today. watched this together we undoubtedly did oh yeah isn't that wild that's very wild. Wild.
1: Robin, do you have any favorite characters of the L word?
0: I mean, I always loved Alice. You know, I mean, I just think right. I think Leisha Haley is one of the better actors on the show. And I also just mm-hmm. like her character is really fun. Um, and I like Dana. Mm. And She died. Yeah, not I know. She died.
2: Episode or season.
0: I know. It's really sad. Because she
1: died. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> she her, died. Her death.
1: Yeah, she died. That yeah,
0: was a huge bummer.
1: Um, yeah. And
0: uh, my lover, Cindy, is probably one of my other favorite characters on the show.
2: So she's your lover, Cindy?
1: No, that's just like her full name. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite part of the To Ellen Back podcast, would you say? Um, I have
0: actually never listened to an episode of your podcast Uh still.
2: Hmm. Still, As was established then, Robin has never listened to this podcast and she still Correct. continuously today has never listened to this now podcast. Now
0: it's just a bit and now I just yeah, can't now listen it's to it. Like I won't even listen to this one, honestly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> Today's episode is episode 507 entitled Lesbians Gone Wild. Woo! <laughs> Now, there's no exclamation point at the end of that, which I think Mm. is a real missed opportunity. Mm. So you can't read it with any excitement. It's just lesbians gone wild. If there was an exclamation Mm. point, I think you could say lesbians gone wild. I could say that anyway. No, I don't think you could. Okay. The punctuation dictates how you would say it. You're right, you're right. This was written by Elizabeth Siff, a.k.a. Easy Girl. Easy Easy Girl. And was directed by Angela Robinson, our favorite. Yay. Yay. It was originally aired February 17th. The year was 2008, and the three of us and several others were undoubtedly in the same room together watching this when it first aired. That's
0: wild. Isn't that
2: nuts? 12 years? Wow. I know. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we were adults back then. I mean... (laughs)
0: I mean, legally we were. Yeah.
2: We're like 25. Yeah. Shall we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. We open on set of our favorite, favorite film, Lay Girls. Or Les Girls. Sometimes I call it Les Girls.
1: Where a woman has a microphone and a blazer and she's like, I'm here on the set of Les Girls and I'm going to film it for... Here, let's go to the set. And then she goes to the set and everyone's really mad at each other.
2: Yeah, it's not going well. No. Nikki can't remember her lines. Mm-mm. And Begonia is so mad at her.
1: Yeah. But we do get the line that was straight out of like the actual thing that happened when she's like, I'm not a... And she's like... A big coffee drinker? That was in the first. That was really... That really happens. So <gasps> this is like really authentic. Oh my God. Um, and also really happens all the time. It's probably happening right now <laughs> to someone in L.A. <laughs> but it, like out in an outdoor cafe, not an indoor cafe. Absolutely.
0: Um, Wow, this scene was
2: interesting. Tina is like trying... I thought it was like a news crew because it had that lady... Yeah, I thought it was like... Yeah, I thought it was Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, totally. But then Tina's like, well, it's an EPK. But like EPKs don't have on-camera hosts.
1: What's EPK again?
2: Electronic press kit.
1: Oh, but then she was saying it was going to be
2: DVD extras. Sure, but there's still not a host. Well, uh, (laughs) I don't know.
1: I was confused (laughs) because I was like, why would they be filming this now? Anyway... So they want the reporter to come back um, another time. Yeah. Jenny kicks the whole crew out. Yeah. And so it's gone very poorly. So the reporter, all I have down
0: for the my, in my notes is groundbreaking. <laughs> they must have said something about lay girls being groundbreaking. And I thought that was uh-huh. very funny.
2: Absolutely. It's the first lesbian film to be directed by a complete amateur. <laughs> with no formal. Is it though? With no is director it? training. <laughs> is it? Maybe. Maybe not
0: it read very student film to me especially like the actors screaming at each other i'm like
1: this would never yeah, actually happen on no. set this is hilarious it's not i thought this stuff really did happen on sets
2: i mean people get in arguments but i feel like they're yeah, acting. yeah what about not russell
1: Crowe? russell Crow. <laughs> i a val kilmer hmm. i've read art i've read articles that say that these sometimes actors are very mean that's on true. set and very bad at their jobs like Lindsay lohan is nikki supposed to be a person she is huh
2: she's based on Lindsay lohan reportedly yeah oh, or allegedly uh they did a allegedly. terrible job Alleg- with that alleged by me yeah. allegedly by reese
1: but also i think i heard it somewhere and i don't think it was myself i didn't see her try to kidnap one child so <laughs> i do not agree with that i mean this was early and the- this was like she had just started dating samantha ronson i
2: believe yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You oh, know. that year we were Samantha Runson and Lindsay
2: Lohan for Halloween. Halloween.
1: And I DJ'd the Halloween party.
2: <laughs> wow. In a fedora until I got too warm and then I'd take it off. Cool. I was Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were. And I looked great. You looked amazing. Then we go to our wonderful theme song. Do you have any thoughts on the theme song that you want to share with us, Robin? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: didn't take any notes for it? <laughs> no, I did not.
2: She did not. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we open back up on a flyer. For Shebar's Night of Lesbian Turkish Oil Wrestling. And it the flyer is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a naked photo of Dawn and Cindy embracing. That looks like, uh-huh. is it one of the ones that was also but, uh, inside their house framed? Uh, pretty sure, yeah.
0: Also, I think it just might be a promotional still from the L word.
1: Like they took <laughs> yeah. it and then they turned it sideways and put exactly. it on the flyer. <laughs> Yeah. And it has color. It's like, it's like blue, yellow, pink, mm-hmm. you know, graphic design it's is like my passion. all the colors. Exactly.
2: A lot of fonts.
1: <laughs> Does anyone want to hear the whole history of this lesbian oil wrestling situation? Yes, please. Sure. Okay. So first of all, Turkish oil wrestling is the most popular sport in Turkey. It's Turkey's national sport. Oh, Yeah. And so for years, and I know this cause my ex was involved in it. They did like Turkish oil lesbian oil wrestling nights in Brooklyn And it was like once a year and it was like a whole night thing. And it was like mostly like run by POC and it was like open to like women and also to trans people. And one of the people who was involved in it, who was like an MC whose name was uh, like Parisha, I think she was also a designer and she had this line called rigged outfitters that you may remember from that era. Mm -hmm. And so she met Eileen Chaikin somehow and she was brought on for season three to work with costume design and like did some of the fashions for the show. Like vests to gig in. Yeah, like vests to gig in, yeah. um, vests to hang up after you're gigging, pants, belts, shoes, <laughs> gigs shirts. to vest in. Uh-huh. Yeah, gigs to vest in. Um, just like vests, hats. Yeah, the whole the whole t- head to toe, top to bottom Absolutely. Outfits. Absolutely. Rigged outfitters, you know, and this was when it was really cool to put a ton of words on a shirt and then make it look... <laughs> like it had like been run over (laughs) but anyway so she became part of the whole thing and so that's probably how Eileen Shaken found out about lesbian Turkish oil wrestling and so then they took this event and now actually this woman does this like well probably not now because no one can do anything right now but she's like an still an artist and designer and stuff and she lives here and does like a like an underground dinner
2: series and oh wait I know her in LA yeah do you Prisa you know Par- what I'm talking about Parnian. Yeah, I know her.
1: Yeah, oh, that's her. Oh
2: my god, that's so funny. I think one of the interesting things about it is that they
1: took an event that was designed um, mostly by POC for POC and uh-huh. made it as white as they possibly could oh, yeah. and put it on the L Word. Yes. The end. Oh, wow. Classic L Word.
2: So Classic white people <laughs> stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So they're handing out flyers, and Tina's like, "Don't let Nikki see the flyer."
2: <laughs> She's like slapping flyers out of people's hands. Yeah. <laughs> the PA or whoever that's handing them out is like, Hey, check it out. Come in hot oil wrestling. It's going to be such an awesome thing. I hope you make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she said that with so much confidence. Was she
0: involved in it? I don't understand.
2: I don't
1: know. She was the flyer girl. She probably responded to a gig on Craigslist. And then they were like, you're going to get paid like 50 cents. So for she was working flyer. two gigs
0: at once.
1: Smart. She was yeah. the
0: PA and, flyer and girl. Like stumping for this event. Wow.
2: Yeah. I hope she got a vest. <laughs> there was, I paused it and I couldn't tell because I had the captions on. So I couldn't see the whole bottom of the flyer. But the beginning of the fake address of SheBar uh-huh. is
1: 69369. Oh, <laughs> Someone's having a little fun.
2: So yeah, Tina's really pissed. And so she entrusts Adele with like confiscating the flyers and making sure Nikki doesn't find out about this because there can be no distractions. Because Nikki is five or six years old, it seems like. It would have been. In this yes. episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But she does know how to spell cunt. That's a part of this scene somewhere I wrote down. Yeah,
1: we learned that. Jenny's sort of trying to get Nikki to be nicer to Begonia. And Nikki doesn't want to be. And then also to be less
2: obvious. Like Tina told them to be less obvious about their relationship. Which is cool because as they're talking about that, they're fully making out in front of the entire Uh crew. Yep. So they're doing great.
1: Yeah. So this is super problematic for power dynamics on the set, you Mm -hmm. know? It's amazing. Begonia even feels comfortable saying that she's annoyed with Nikki because the director is Nikki's girlfriend. Right. And they bang. And everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And like, at lunch every day. Because it's on the chart every day at lunch. Yeah. Oh, it's
2: definitely so. on the chart.
1: This episode has so many meta things in it. It's a lot.
2: Yeah. There's like layers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Generous way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really complicated. Pulling inspiration from so many places. And my inspiration, I mean, just like lifting, just wholesale lifting things. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped from the headlines.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I went to Dinosaur, I was actually in charge of um, creating a lube wrestling event for Logo. That was my How'd job. Um, it wasn't as like elaborate as the event that they put on um, at SheBar. Bar. It was actually just <laughs> like a large inflatable pool and a lot of lube. But we didn't get like a tub of lube. We had like packets. So I was just like squeezing yeah. pa- like little ketchup packets, squeezing like lube packets into this huge inflatable pool i was like i only have an hour left how many packets do we have logo had hired these two girls to wrestle first and they were just like these you know like model type looking girls and they yeah. like went in and wrestled and then they're like we're like who else wants to wrestle and everyone's just like <laughs> kind of looking at each other for a while it took a while to get people really into it
1: that was nothing how it mm, went like here exactly Everyone it was, was just not as exciting
2: it. Then we go to back to our favorite location, the army base, which is good because it means we're going to have some Tasha in this episode. Um, but this storyline is sort of annoying. So we have a new special guest here, and it's Kelly McGillis, who you maybe know from Top Gun. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other movie she's been in now. The Accused wasn't she the lawyer? Yeah, in the, the Accused, she played a lawyer who was prosecuting a rape, a sexual assault case. Yes, and here she's prosecuting a uh, is Tasha. Gay in the military case. Yeah, she is. And she
1: also likes scotch mm-hmm. um,
2: and golf. Yes, she talks. So she's a real man's man. Yes. She's not gay at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely not gay at all. Now, she Mm-mm. came out right before this. She was on the show, right? Right after right it. Right after, after it. it. Couldn't get yeah. my facts straight there. That's the cool thing to do is to be on the L word and then come out. Uh-huh. That is cool.
1: You're on the L word and then lesbians are like, oh, my God, you're yeah, you're on the L word, you know? And then you're like, they don't even know I'm gay. And so then you tell them. And then that's how they find out. Uh uh-huh. And then you do lube wrestling in a kiddie pool with packets. Yeah. That's the cycle of life. <laughs> it's true. It's
2: the lesbian cycle. Mm,
0: classic coming out story.
2: <laughs> yeah. She says, I enjoy a man with confidence. It makes it all that much more enjoyable when I crush him.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote down that line, too, because I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it's funny to say I enjoy a man with confidence because I haven't met too many without confidence, so.
2: It's, funny. it's Usually false. Yes. So basically she's here as a temporary prosecuting attorney for the backlog of military cases they have to try. I mean, like what a random storyline for a show about lesbians in West Hollywood. But whatever. Here we are. Her character's name is Jillian Davis, and mm-hmm. she's going to be prosecuting Tasha. So Beach thinks they're fucked because she's such a good lawyer. She's so good. She's the winningest prosecutor, a hard ass. She plays by the book. She even got West Point to ban amazing
0: wow <laughs> which, which was what previously allowed i guess i wonder how much research they did for this <laughs> i think this much yeah <laughs> maybe it's true to life it felt so weird all these scenes felt so know. contrived to me and strange like the way that she stood in the hallway and just like watched them <laughs> interact with each other like so i'm gonna put this in my case <laughs> like i don't know i'm gonna take
2: a note <laughs> Then we go to the look. It's not the view. It's not the talk. It's the look. look.
1: It's the look. Even though in my notes, I wrote the talk. Uh, So basically what happened here, as aforementioned, is that Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselback got in a fight and Rosie's feelings were hurt. And she was also just like, fuck all of you. This is I don't want to do this anymore. And so she left the view. Mm -hmm. And so now they're hiring Alice to replace her. They're cycling through a bunch of potential hosts to replace her. Um, Except that, because this is not real life; this is fake life. They have different names for all of these characters. Exactly,
2: and I forget who, um, what the Rosie O'Donnell name. I is. truly didn't get any of their names, but there's that one lady whose hair, the blonde lady, has like the most <laughs> windswept look I've Very ever damn, seen. Yeah. It was so weird. It's- crazy <laughs> very distracting i truly didn't know what was going on i was just staring at her hair
1: yeah so it's like alice and for some reason we have two other hosts which i don't know if that was like a budget issue or whatever <laughs> and one of them is like blonde and it's like it's sort of like she's playing like a cloud in a play interesting and they were like let's make your hair look like a cloud mm-hmm. yeah but then they gave up halfway and then just let the rest of it fall down <laughs> off like a, the like rain mm-hmm. would be how i would describe that's it. a good
2: description
1: The topic of today's episode is the internet. What
2: a great hot topic. (laughs) It's so easy to talk about the internet in the span of one episode.
1: Yeah. Love it or hate it. True or false. The internet. (laughs) It definitely
0: feels like a topic that would have been relevant in like the late 90s or even the early Uh 90s and
2: not 2008. (laughs) I know. Even in 2008, it was stupid. But I'm surprised they didn't call it the World Wide Web, honestly. (sighs) they did that last week yeah (laughs) last week or the week before they called the internet the net i think if i remember correctly they referred to the power of the web Mm -hmm. i believe at one point
1: (laughs) but also this was kind of a time when people were like not all the way invested in the internet quite yet. yeah they were talking about wikipedia and how they have no (laughs) fact checkers which isn't true (laughs) wikipedia has more fact checkers than anyone else in the universe because everyone is a fucking fact checker on wikipedia Maybe, you could be a fact checker on Wikipedia. That's how you know
0: you're getting the best
1: possible information because anyone, <laughs> exactly. anyone in the world, anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone in the whole world could edit their Wikipedia or own Wikipedia page.
0: I don't have a mm. Wikipedia page, but I'm the only part of Carly's personal section on <laughs> your Wikipedia page. So if you go to their Wikipedia page, it's like personal life. And then it says Carly Houston married pro- producer, <laughs> photographer <laughs> Robin, Robin Romer. Romer. Yeah. And it's just—it's really exciting to. It doesn't say actress though. That's how it we didn't found... say actress. No, no they didn't. No, we should suggest weird. that. We should. A... I'll add a it correction.
2: In. The reason I found out I had a Wikipedia page mm-hmm. is because one day Robin was googling herself, and the first <laughs> thing that came up on the on the sidebar. <laughs> I you know,
0: when when you used to Google my name, it used to just say spouse of Carly Houston.
2: Like <laughs> <on laughs> <that laughs> first, <laughs> like it <laughs> would
0: come up first, and, I was, and then it was like a wedding
1: picture, and I was like, wow. <laughs> so basically. We're like in the studio with Alice. They say that real reporters show their faces and say their names, which is a stupid thing to say because Alice did show her face and her name when she did her reporting. Yes, both. <laughs> and then we do like a quick little cut to Bette's house yeah. where like Kit and Jody and Bette are watching the show mm-hmm. and Kit hates Mary Lamb. <laughs> I loved
2: that. I was like, join good. the club. We all do.
0: For this scene, I literally just wrote Bet, and then I wrote Molly question mark because i think i forgot who molly was because i haven't been listening to the podcast and i haven't really been listening watching any of the episodes except for
2: this one so i forgot who molly was at one point i had to pause it and explain molly yeah so now (laughs) i know who molly is she knows now (laughs) i just wrote down that molly arrives dressed as a lesbian again
1: (laughs) every scene she's been in she's
2: been dressed like a lesbian
1: yeah bet has been enlisted by phyllis to show molly that lesbians are respectable And so they're going to go to some galleries Mm -hmm. and then to the lay girls set when really they should be going to the horse races. Well, if Molly wants to be kicked out of the military, that's definitely the place to go. (laughs) Exactly. That's where lesbians hang out. Known lesbians hang out. Lesbians
2: hang out in public. Yeah. Look it up. And sometimes they put their hands on each other's shoulders, Mm -hmm. which is sex. And that's how you know. And that's, yeah. and that's, yeah, gay that's sex. lesbian sex. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Similar to what you were talking about earlier with the lube and the kiddie pool. That's mm-hmm. another type of gay sex. And then also the hand at the, at the horse races is another there's, type, there's, type there's of two two sex. Those are the two types. Yeah. There's two <laughs> types of lesbian sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there used to be scissoring, but w- jury's out we, we, on that there's one. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. Colonel Davis will be prosecuting <laughs> it though. Um <laughs> and Molly's like, I hated Kelly Corrigan. She was so obnoxious. And that is who is Rosie O'Donnell. And just so you know, everyone is always like, Rosie O'Donnell is obnoxious. And she isn't. She was correct. And she's great. And I love her. And The View sucked after she left. And still does. Rosie's great. Yeah.
2: When she looks on the TV, Molly's like, that's where I know her from. My mother's degrading Hi. podcast. And then I was like, wait, Phyllis has a podcast now too? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I understand how where Molly's coming from. I like when Jody was like... Alice is a friend of your uh-huh. mother's. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then Bet like whapped Jody in the face to stop talking about how they knew Alice. <laughs> she did. high comedy. But I also, like, if I was Molly, listen, I am someone with a late in life lesbian mom and I don't want to hear her talking about having graduate thesis lesbian sex on a podcast that's actually a video show in a crowded cafe either. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: Fair. I get it. It's fair. Jody's gonna have lunch with her ex.
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
2: She's going to have lunch with her ex, Amy, who we've met before. Mm-hmm.
0: That scene was really boring. That scene was really boring. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they could have done so much more with it, but it was just sort of like, I think it was just to show us that Jody's like a good person in medicine. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, look at Jody yeah, with her ex unclear. being like chill and normal and then like Bet being a fucking mess. Yeah. And like fully
2: cheating on her. Yeah. Um, okay. So we go back to the army. This episode spends as much time at the army as it does at like anywhere else. Half this episode uh-huh. is. In the army, but this is the oil wrestling episode. So there you go. Uh So Colonel Jillian Davis is Uh taking some boxes into her office and she's getting settled in. And Tasha just walks by and just happens to be in the area and just happens Uh to see if she needs help. And she's like, don't help me with that box, but you can help me with this other box, which I thought was very weird.
1: This is the first time of two times in this episode. Is Tasha just walking up and down
2: that hallway, yes, all day. <laughs> yeah. like she she's not <laughs> she, allowed to do anything. She actually patrols
0: that hallway. That's like <laughs> yeah, that's her. That's her new job, patrolling the hallway.
2: She has nothing else to yeah. do. She can't do any military things because she's like that's suspended true. or whatever the word is for that in the military. So all she d- can do is she's, walk up and down one hallway.
0: She's suspended for chapter fifteen bankruptcy. Yeah, which <laughs> I feel like that's a really that would be like a really cool undercover way of telling people that you're a lesbian. Like mm. you know how it used oh, to be yeah. like friend of Dorothy. Um, yeah, we could just say like, I'm chapter 15. Oh
2: my God. That would be like a cool, like speakeasy called chapter 15.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could have a tattoo
2: with a little 15, uh-huh. like a book, like,
1: that. like a little book, a book and it 15. Yeah. So just so you guys know that idea belongs to us and we're copywriting it.
2: And if you <laughs> steal it, I'm going to sue you. We're going to have Colonel Julian Davis prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law.
1: Yeah. They have a little army banter to show us that Colonel Davis has not seen any bullets fly at her face. And that Tasha has seen
2: bullets out of faces. Yeah, no one's died in, in her arms the way they have in Tasha's. Yeah, no, <laughs> no one. I mean, I haven't seen Top
1: Gun, so I don't know what happened in Top Gun. But all we know from this specific thing is that, no, it does seem as though, yeah, like, Davis has had it pretty easy mm-hmm. there. Well, Tasha's been in the line of fire yeah. being gay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: secretly. Secretly gay. Colonel Davis has been secretly gay also, but not in the line of fire. She's obviously gay. Like, how could that right? woman not be gay? She said she wanted to crush a man, which I guess is could be straight, too. Straight people, I think straight women don't like men less than gay women do.
2: Yeah. So they get to chatting, and, and then she's like, oh, are you going to go back out and do more bullets and gun stuff in the world? And she's like, well, actually, my unit's out there doing bullets and gun stuff right now, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. with them. I'm here. And she's kind of like, what, 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 why? And, she, <laughs> and then that's when we learn about Chapter 15. And mm-hmm. then... Oh my God, she is so mad at Tasha. She's like, this mm-hmm. is a breach of protocol. And then the the soundtrack is army drums. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, it's like it's like a drum line. <laughs> Can you imagine like the rest of the week?
1: every time like Davis walks outside of her office and, and, and she's like breach of protocol Tasha and she's like I'm sorry I'm just walking and then she's like every time she walks out why are you here again? She could be walking the rabbit at least if she's going to be walking back and forth whenever I
2: see someone walking without any doing anything else I'm like you could be walking my dog right now and like, just walking through nothing. It's true you know? and like maybe Davis is like doesn't want to deal with it and so she just stays in her office and never comes out yeah. but like she has to pee right. and then like so then she has to get someone to create a diversion to get Tasha out of there and it becomes like a whole kind yeah. of slapstick wacky mission yeah or she pees in a plant oh she definitely pees in a plant right <laughs> or maybe she peed in the box
1: and that's the box she didn't want Tasha to pick up she's like that's the box they pee in that's the pee box that's
2: the pee box <laughs> and that's why there's no arrow yeah, cutting it
1: <laughs> yeah and if she ever thinks she might be pregnant she just puts drops a
2: pregnancy test into the pee box and sees <laughs> and sees what happens this is an especially deranged episode and I love it <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: back to the talk look view <laughs> the talk look view They're wrapping up their episode called The Internet. Do we believe it? Do we believe it?
2: Do we believe the internet? Yeah. Like, do we believe what we read on it, or do we believe that it Uh exists? Both. Well, I think this is, like, a (laughs) Matrix-style simulation. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Obviously.
1: I was thinking when she said this, like, well, just wait till 2020. You're not going to have a choice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's uplifting.
2: So Alice starts to get some notes.
0: Oh, yeah. And they're like... She gets the um like don't be an angry gay be a fun gay gay. which is what I tell myself every morning I'm like
1: (laughs) don't be an angry gay be a fun
0: gay you know exactly
1: they're basically
2: saying don't be a Rosie be an Ellen Mm -hmm. which we all know is incorrect in Mm -hmm. every way um they want insider tidbits which means they want her to out celebrities yikes not just they they don't just want her to out famous people they want her to out a famous person per episode Which, if this is a daily live show, we're going to run out of people to out eventually. Would they, though, Mm. at that time? At that time, no, because no one was They could have started with Kelly McGillis. Oh, here behind door number two, Colonel Davis (laughs) from (laughs) Army. (laughs) From Army.
0: Why wouldn't they tell her this before she gets on the show? They're telling her, like, during a commercial break, they're like, we want you to out, Uh people. She's like, yeah, that would never happen. Like, what do you have for us? She's like, wait.
2: Like, what do you mean? What do I have? (laughs) Of course, they would have like prepped her ahead of being on a live program. Mm -hmm. But she's conflicted because she really wants the job, obviously. Obviously. Mm -hmm.
1: But also, it's morally wrong to out people who have not done anything damaging to the queer community. Mm -hmm. And also, it's like I mean, we've all known about people who are gay that we can't tell anyone about. Mm -hmm. Like that's even though we're in the media and Robin's a famous actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just like that's part of. The
2: job is you just don't tell anyone.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true.
2: It is. So she's conflicted, and then they're like, cool, anyway, we're live again. They call it their chart. Yeah, they, they get her the pronunciation of her last name wrong, which is like a bit uh-huh. for this whole season, which I love.
0: Alice Pachecki.
2: And uh-huh. they, they call it like their chart, your chart. <laughs> like they can't get the site's name right, which is so funny. And then they like ask her to out someone they're like live and they're like come on come on what do you got like tell- but they're li- like she has no choice and they go dish dish and then she dish, dish, does that dish, whole dish. riddle oh my god and then she turns into the riddler <laughs>
0: yeah she makes up a riddle that rhymes on the spot which yeah. is really impressive <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: that they should hire her just for that and be like, we loved what you did with the outing, but we really love what you did with rhyming. We love your witty <laughs> wordplay and the way you phrased it like an old timey blind item. Do you remember blind items? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, which Hollywood little uh, Maxim endorsed gorgeous little starlet is a little bit closer to her role as a sapphic sister in Hollywood's new girl on girl smooch fest? Huh? Uh-huh. <gasps> That's all I'm gonna say. It's time oh, to on, stop now, more. so
1: maybe you'll have
2: to tell us next time. I think what she should have done is she should have like been like, "What tennis pro, Subaru sponsored <laughs> athlete who is dead is gay?" <laughs> and my ex. Yikes. I think that's that could have been what she did in a pinch, but yeah, instead.
1: Yeah, that's what I would have done, and then everyone would have like laughed, and then afterwards been like, "It's so weird how Reese always talks about dead people, and I don't know, that's so weird." (laughs) Exactly, and they wouldn't. But that would never happen because no one talks about Dana on the show because they forgot (laughs) about her. Right, totally. They had so many people they
2: could have outed. I know. So, uh, yeah, that was bad. She outs Nikki Stevens pretty obviously, but will deny it later. I also
0: feel like there's this element of like speculation that has existed forever in queer media, especially like Lesbian media, like just sort of like always speculating, like is Kelly Clarkson gay? Like, what do we know? Like, who do we know? Yeah, and so it feels doesn't like maybe Nikki is so big of an actress, and there's been rumors before. Like, this is me trying to justify Alice in my head because I'm like, I love Alice as a person, and then she does this, and I'm like, oh, she has she's a terrible person. Yeah. So in my head, I was going through all the scenarios that would make it okay for her to do this. There are not many, but I'm saying like maybe it's already been rumored. I don't know. She's making out on set. She's making out
2: with the director on set. That's got to be like... The funny thing is that by the end of the episode, Nikki does it herself. So it's like, it would have been okay if Alice had a time machine and knew that it was going to happen. And she could have been like, guys, trust me, I'm not being a dick about this. Yeah. It's going to happen. But also
1: there's the rule that like, no matter what you do, unless you literally say that you are gay... It doesn't count. Like, there's people like Queen Latifah mm-hmm. who, like, has a girlfriend, had a wife, yeah. kisses women in public, and we're still not allowed to say that she's gay because she hasn't, like, actually
2: come out. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't be, like, queer, brilliant performer Queen Latifah. We have to be, like... Yeah. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Wink. AKA yeah. my mom's friend, Dana.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's true. I think the way that it is okay for Alice is just imagining her being in this position of, like, I want this job really badly and feeling this, like, immediate, like, obligation to her audience and to the producers and wanting them to like her. True. That for a moment
2: where it's, like, warped and you forget that. Um, the, like, context.
1: Yeah, the rest of the world exists because you
2: just want to, like, do the, a good job in the moment. But mm-hmm. the problem is that when she goes to set later, which we'll get to, is that she doubles down and is, like, kind of a jerk about it. Yeah. So that, that's bad. But in this moment, you, you're almost, like, you're with her a little bit because you're, like, yeah. well, she's in this horrible position mm-hmm. that they've uh-huh. put her in. And it's, like you can kind of see where she's coming from a little bit because she wants a job but then later it's very 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 bad
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was a different time than it is now because now we've all accepted that an actor can be gay and no one cares it's fine right but then it was still in this thing like can a gay actress play a straight role probably not um (laughs) and so everyone was in the closet yeah
2: that's true yeah yeah like every cast member of this show this episode is brought to you by Orate. Orate is a women-founded company selling fine jewelry made in New York City. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find.
1: This is a very interesting advertiser for us because neither of us really wear jewelry or pay a lot of attention to jewelry.
2: Uh, yeah, I've never, I, I, I've always found jewelry to be such a like very gendered uh, space. Yeah. And so I've, I've often found it hard to find specific jewelry items that I actually like.
1: Right. And then also it tends to be very expensive. Very expensive. Orate hits all the spots for people who are new to buying jewelry. First, the quality. It's all real gold. You can wear it and never have to take it off. Shower, working out, sleeping, cooking, anything. It's jewelry for life. All Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know that it lasts
2: even though your life probably won't. Even though the planet's dying, this jewelry will outlive all of us. Not only is the quality great, but so is the price. Because Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup, they can offer the same quality as traditional high-end brands at a fraction of the cost. I really like how they make high-quality jewelry accessible. Yeah. And plus, it's a
1: women-founded company and it's all ethically sourced, which is a win-win. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) I recently had to put my dog with a sitter for a week who was my friend and I got her some jewelry from this company as a gift and she loves it and it was also just really easy for her to find what she wanted and the designs were also very simple for people who like a more gender neutral
2: type look. Yeah for me my my jewelry choices when I do wear it it's like really simple like no frills kind of pieces like I've been wanting for a long time just like a plain silver chain and like last year maybe like a birthday or Hanukkah or Christmas or something uh my wife got me one and it fell apart like pretty quickly um I was devastated because I had really liked it and so um I bought a new one through Orate and it's really beautiful and it's the exact kind of thing I love and so far the quality has been great I've been wearing it all the time and I love it it's true
1: they're wearing it right now and it looks amazing thank you so much it looks it looks great with my cruel intentions t-shirt it does it really (laughs) brings out the intentions in your t-shirt thank you they are cruel We're obviously not going out a lot these days, but knowing that whatever product you buy isn't going to disintegrate in the shower and can withstand life's
2: roughest days is always money well spent. Yeah. I like knowing that the chain I'm wearing is not going to like leave a green ring on my neck or a ring isn't going to make my finger green or something. And, you know, I'm excited to eventually go back to the gym and go back to play basketball with my friends and I can like wear my cool chain and like look really cool.
1: I'm imagining it right now. And that's like it's very cool. Thank I can you. see. I can see you like slam dunking in your necklace in my head.
2: You know what? This necklace is probably going to allow me to dunk on a ten foot rim, which is something Absolutely, I was yeah. not able to do prior to having the necklace. Right. So it basically has magical powers. Exactly. I also um, really liked the packaging that it came in when it was shipped to my house. I thought it was very lovely. We have a very special offer for two Ellen Back listeners for fifteen percent off your first Orate purchase. Go to orateNewYork dot slash To Ellen Back and use promo code To Ellen Back. That's a u r a t e new york dot com, slash to ellen back. Use the code to ellen back. That's t o l a n d b a c k to get fifteen percent off your first or eighth purchase.
1: Yeah, you should do it. It's never been a better time to support independent businesses owned by human beings and not big corporations. Exactly. Do it right now. Get do something it. special. Do it. You're it. To make gonna up look for the so fight you just cool. had with your girlfriend.
2: Do it. Make do up it. Just make do up it. with someone. Do it. You're look great.
1: Get a ring. Propose to someone. Make a choice.
2: So we go from this a speculation on a live show called the look about nikki to nikki's trailer on set which is fully a gay dance party in the middle of the afternoon uh-huh and i'm like honestly good for her okay so who who are all these extras and who are all these queer <laughs> extras in nikki's tra- trailer
1: <laughs> who was like a trailer would be a great place to have a dance party a midday dance party with everyone's purses on it's wild it is this trailer. Nikki has a glitter purse oh wow did you notice nice. it she had it on the whole time i, know. I
0: totally missed I didn't it notice that. oh my god i did notice that her trailer is enormous and has a bed in it though so unrealistic
2: <laughs> yeah like a full bed
1: <laughs> yeah it's basically like um people who live in
2: vans on tiktok <laughs> mm, van life <laughs> yeah totally so jenny arrives and she's like get rid of everyone so nikki gets rid of everybody so that they can make out and mm-hmm. they're really into each other they are really into each other and i'm like good for them, but this is a problem, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but good for them. But like also it's a problem. Uh And Jenny says that Tina wanted her to talk to Nikki about how they should be more subtle on set. Mm. So they take that advice right away and uh, start to have (laughs) sex. (laughs) Meanwhile,
1: (laughs) outside Nikki's managers are yelling at Tina because Nikki was just outed on the look you (laughs) talk. And Tina is like, it's fine. We're just going to do a press release that Gretchen Pickles is the only gay (laughs) cast member, which, duh. And also, this is obviously about, again, everything in this is ripped from the headlines, is that like Jennifer Beals accidentally outed Kate Manning and The Advocate one time. And the company line throughout the entire L Word was that um, Leisha Haley was the only gay cast member. Exactly. When in fact, uh, they had a shit ton of gay cast members. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like four in this episode
2: yeah um i just love the name gretchen pickles so much it's so great
1: <laughs> yeah what was those books about oh it's the it's the rugrats right yeah there was a
2: tommy pickles that yeah. was a rugrat so do you think that she's related Probably, yeah. yeah yeah for sure to tommy pickles mm-hmm. she's so one great. of the pickles family the pickles <laughs> the pickles um pickles dynasty yes thank you though <laughs> was... yeah um tina's like don't worry guys, I've got it under control, which is great because she does not have anything <laughs> under control. Um, then they start asking her about security, which was one of the most laugh out loud moments of the episode for me, because what we have seen so far on happened on set that had even in previous episodes. And then like moments later in this episode is that there is the most non-existent security. Like mm-hmm. it's so funny. And she's like, we've ramped up our security protocol. And I'm like, you hired one guard to because <laughs> before you had no guards, because like Don Denbo was uh-huh. showing up. There was that episode where the entire cast showed up to just hang out. Yeah. Like no security. Someone got flyers in there. Got the flyers. <laughs> Nikki can't rogue flyers. She's not allowed to see anything. She's not allowed to no, see she's words. she doesn't see anything. And pictures. She has no self-control. Zero.
1: <laughs> anyway, then um, Sam, the DP, she needs a techno crane with a three axis head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a thing. That's a request that a DP would make. For sure. It's not just another type of lesbian sex. <laughs> I guess it could be a it third type. The, the third type. I thought it was weird that the DP walked all the way offset to go find Yeah, Tina. we had a whole discussion about I mean, that. The, the, two of of the us DP like, would not go and walk offset to find a producer. They would definitely send someone. They would definitely send a PA or like someone with a walkie, like unless it's lunch. And then like, I thought they were working right now. It's very confusing, but. Well, maybe she has a little crush. Oh, it mm. sure does seem that way. It seems that way that way to bet <laughs> oh right because bet's here now with their great security
1: yeah Bet with the triple down security bet and molly who nobody even knows <laughs> shows up and bet is looking at sam the dp and talking to tina and being like oh my god bet thinks everybody wants to hook up with tina like all the time. no one cares and, about tina except yeah, no for one bet. no one as jenny Schechter said several episodes ago <laughs> no one wants to think about tina having sex <laughs> just kidding uh, Tina and Bet have had very hot sex scenes and we like Tina this season. This season Tina Hopefully.
2: is cool. Otherwise Tina is terrible. <laughs> yeah. But we forgot. And Kit's also there. So Kit takes Molly yeah, to Kit. go. <laughs> she also brought Kit. So Kit and Molly go wander uh-huh. around. Well, Kit, the, the the planet's closed because of the rats. So um, uh-huh. Kit has nothing to do. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of love that Kit was just like tagging along with Molly and uh-huh. Bet all day because she had nothing to do. Like I thought that was like a nice touch. Um, I thought so too. But like Bet is like, it's really important I go talk to Tina right now. And so now Kit has to hang out with Molly. Yeah. Um, but before we see what they're about to do, we go to Jody having coffee with her ex, Amy.
1: Mm-hmm. There's an extra in the back of the scene who is doing... <laughs> The most. The most. (laughs) Was it me? (laughs) (laughs) It was was probably you. It was similar. It was probably inspired. Your performance. Inspired. The Elver Generation Q was by this this guy in the back who was like having lunch with. I don't know. It looked like a lot was happening between him and the guy he was having lunch with. Like maybe a lover's club. Oh, my God. God. I
0: love background, by the way. Like my
1: favorite actors are background
0: actors.
2: Oh, they're so weird. I love them so much. They're catching up. Amy says that she's seeing someone named Melinda. Um, and she apologizes for the whole thing that happened with when she met Bet and how she was angry and um actually admits that she was dating a hearing woman before she met Melinda. Um mm-hmm. because that was one of her criticisms of Bet, if I remember correctly, right?
1: Yeah. She apparently said she was selling
2: out. Yes, that's right.
1: Now she says she's just hurt. The weirdest part about this is that Jody is like, Well, the sex with Bet is great. All Jody <laughs> wants to talk about is sex. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is inappropriate.
0: <laughs> I feel like the L word wants so badly for us to think of Bet as this amazing lover, and I'm just not buying it. <laughs> I'm really not. I mean, I know, I know the scenes are. It's very hard to see because
1: it's just some silhouettes moving <laughs> in the darkness. But just a woman in a bra at all times. I'm not buying it. I mean, last episode we got like four solid minutes of Bet Tina sex. Yeah, uh,
2: dirty. They had cheater two long sex. sex
1: scenes. Cheater sex. Bet and cheater sex. <laughs> But good for Amy because when Jody's like, "Tell me about sex with Belinda," Amy's like, "No." Yeah,
2: <laughs> which is, I would say is like a normal response. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like seeing them hanging out. Like, I just thought it was like a cool, like they were like moving on and like could be cool and well-adjusted yeah. with each other. And I was like, great. I'm glad Jody has friends outside of this group because she needs to <laughs> get away from these people as soon as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Back on set. <clears throat> Oh, my um, God. We get to what? see the most hideous bedroom I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Johnny's design choices. Oh, my <laughs> God. It did not look like a bedroom for two grown, wealthy adults. No. It looked... Be- it was some sort of, like, rooms-to-go children's sale. <laughs>
1: yeah. It looks... It reminded me of, like, a Gymboree, but it also reminded me kind of of the Limited 2. Mm-hmm. You know, the Limited 2. <laughs> yes. There was a
2: very Limited like, 2 vibe. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Tina is showing Bet Bevanina's room, <laughs> and
2: it's—I mean—the colors are what pink, hot pink, pink, uh, several pinks. There's some greens, I think. It might have been like a purple or like an it, orange. Was it like pink and I orange? Would... <laughs> it was sunset yeah. colors. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, that was probably inspired by the sunset. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if you took a sunset and then made it terrible, that would be the color palette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you sold it to the limited too. Exactly. So they do some like cool, sexy um, role play about whose side of the bed is which.
0: <laughs> That's such like ex married people role play. Uh, <laughs> remember when we used to unpack the groceries together? Oh, hand me a Zip Up bag.
1: Did, didn't they have a sexual scene about unpacking groceries? I'm point? sure they did. They did in season two. That's when Tina and Bat hooked up yeah. again. Remember? Yeah.
2: God, you're right.
1: <gasps> they did.
2: Oh, fuck. Wow. Good job. I think
1: that they're making jokes about it being like a 70s style room mm-hmm. decor because she's like, do you have any rock candy? And then she's like, no, but I have some pot. Is it true that Jenny would be designing
2: the set? She would no. approve. She would have a final approval on everything, but she would not be designing the set. Is this whole film just for her to drag <laughs> Bed and Tina? It seems that way. Huh.
1: No grown up has ever had a room that looked like that. No. Zero grown ups. No. Zero. No. Not
0: even adult. in the 70s. Yeah jenny does strike me as the type of director though that would be very micromanaging and yeah. would want a hand in every decision
2: but her hands are in nikki so how does she have time to make all these <laughs> other decisions hey oh jokes! Thank you. wow sorry i've been watching a lot a couple... of drag race so all my jokes are <laughs> sex related now <laughs> <laughs> well you should have lunch with jody mm-hmm. she'd love it we get along great i'd be like girl that is fully cheating on you. I saw it on TV. <laughs> and she'd be like, who are you and what is going on? What TV? Um, so then they're like about to make out, but then like they're at work. Tina's at work. Yeah. So then she has to mm-hmm. go back to work. I was also really stressed out by just like people being on set that, like I know is one of the producers, but like she should mm-hmm. know better than to be like fucking around with a set. Like mm-hmm. what if that was a hot set? What if they needed it? It was a hot it set. It was a hot <laughs> set. But it was nice babe it's awesome <laughs> meanwhile so meanwhile alice is trying to get on set but there's a security guard who won't let her but here's the thing they're Fair. on a sound stage which means she had uh-huh. to get onto the lot park her car walk to that stage and yeah. then encounter the security guard because she is inside of a sound stage so they literally just hired one guard to stand by that one door They let her on the lot. You can't get on the lot easily unless you're allowed. Maybe she jumped onto the lot so she didn't walk. So maybe she parked nearby and jumped and jumped, ran. Yeah, she jumped. Yeah. I'm just saying the the, security is not good on this movie set.
1: No. And they don't want her on because she's banned and she's like, how could I be banned?
0: Have I told you that I'm the earth mother of the producer's child?
1: And then um, Tina comes and she's like, no, for real, you're banned because you outed Nikki on television.
2: And she's like, what? And no, um,
1: whatever. I didn't do anything. She's like I didn't say her name. You guys are just being dramatic, which.
2: Mm. Uh.
1: And then Tina explains a thing that was actually true at the time, which is that like,
2: it's because this is a lesbian movie. What the fuck does that mean? We want this movie to reach a large mainstream audience, all right? And if everyone thinks the lead of our movie is gay, then that makes it a small, little niche film. What the fuck is up with everybody these days?
1: Am I like some sort of idiot that I'm out? I mean, is the joke on me? Because I don't get it.
2: I liked that. I I liked that too. I enjoyed that bit. I liked that part too. So then Tina Tina tells her not to blog about any of this, which I thought was (laughs) great. I was like, she's past yeah. typing. Okay. She's moved on to videos. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the blog is the least of your concern, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Max has taken over the blog with Laura Mipsum. Also, where's Max? <laughs> not is in Max this not episode. In this whole episode. Yeah, he is not in this episode at all. Uh, a blessed break for poor Max. <laughs> Maybe, no, well, nobody, no one was being transphobic to him for a whole 24 yeah. hours. So that, So, this
1: was a two episode streak. Last episode, no one was mean to Max. This episode, No One's Mean to Max. The best way to have No One be mean to Max is to not have Max in the episode mm-hmm. right. at all. And that's a two episode streak, which broke the entire streak of every episode that came before that in which people were mean to Max. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Either just generally mean or usually transphobic.
2: Yeah, pointedly transphobic towards yes. Max. So we got a little break. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So Alice is like pissed and she's insulted and she's like, whatever, I have to go to Long Beach to meet with a lawyer about Tasha and like whatever. And so like whatever she leaves. Yeah.
1: Then we go to the hair and makeup trailer where uh, Molly's talking to Shane, who's kind of like chiding her about her mom's party. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, you look like you were having a lot of fun there. And... This again reminded me of me when my mom first came out and was acting like she was very young with all of her lesbian friends. And I was horrified.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot.
2: I was like, stop it. You're 40 which is like how old I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. But when you're younger, 40 sounds like the oldest a yeah. person could possibly be. You're like,
1: stop
0: having fun. You're too old to have fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, stop it. Stop acting like you're young people who can like get drunk and like have drama. <laughs> they were always having lesbian drama and yeah. I was humiliated by it, but also I was humiliated by everything because I was a 14 year old. exactly, yeah. Depressive, anxious teenager <laughs> uh, who uh, wore really bad pants and shorts if we're, being honest being honest yeah. um and we are so there's obviously like some light flirtation here but molly is really determined to like be in a bad mood
2: yes mm-hmm. she's determined to be as unfun as possible
1: uh-huh mm-hmm. also Shane's wearing an uh-huh her mm-hmm. shirt
2: yeah our favorite band i would
1: call molly an angry gay <gasps> you know wow. wow i think
0: that's what they were talking about on the look they were like don't be like yeah. molly don't be like don't be an angry guy and alice was like who
2: they're like the daughter of the chancellor that you fucked and then she was she's like, like right. "Who? <laughs> oh the one who always dresses like a lesbian yes yeah <laughs> she should have just outed phyllis i know i honestly had the same thought i was like for my first thought was like she should have outed dana because she's dead and then my <laughs> and was already out and then yeah. my second thought was she could have added phyllis
1: <laughs> yeah or joyce wishnia
2: i was also thinking of joyce who's clearly out she
1: could have outed jenny because the thing about straight people is they don't know that people are gay. <laughs> have you ever told a straight person that Amber Heard is gay? Oh, yeah. yeah. They, it blows their mind. They're, like,
2: they're,
1: they're like, no. They're like, uh-uh. No, she's not. I mean, she's
2: bisexual. like, But it, they don't believe that. No, no one believes that anyone is queer except for queer people. Yeah. Yep. So then Bette comes in and is like, we have seats unset, which seems to be an important, special thing. And I was like, yeah. kind of. There's like limited seating. So you should be actually very lucky. I'm very proud to have those seats. But anyway, so Bet and Kit and Molly leave. Bet gives Shayna like the evil eye, like, don't you dare. Because Bet is like
1: thinking that basically Shane is already like finger fucking Molly at her mind. And Shane's like, what? I'm just
2: being, just doing hair. Just shaning around. (laughs) Just shaning all up in this hair and makeup trailer. (laughs) Yeah. And Begonia's like, you could have used a better line on Molly, which I thought was cute.
1: There is another actress who was in the closet at the time, yes. was, is the actress playing Begonia. Mm-hmm.
2: A.K.A. Marta II oh, from yeah. Arrested Development. That's right. Yeah. Because they recast the role after several episodes.
1: So there are three, Kate Manning, Kelly McGillis, um, Elizabeth Keener, and Patricia Velasquez. Are
2: all queer but not out.
1: We're all not out publicly. But in this episode.
2: It's very meta. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. So we go back to Nikki's trailer where she and Jenny are in bed, and the trailer has like an entire bed in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah. And Nikki really wants to go out tonight, but Jenny's can't because she says that she's old and has responsibilities.
1: Mm-hmm. Because she also
2: they're fully naked and just had sex. Yes. I'm sorry, I left that very important <laughs> detail out. Um, and then Nikki asks the next, the most obvious next question in this scenario, which is,
1: Do kids ever? <laughs> And Jenny's like, I don't know. <laughs> and Nikki's like I want to have your kids.
2: Mm. And Jenny's just like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> and then Nikki says this whole scenario that she's like, "We I want our we have a big family and we're going to go to Ireland."
1: <laughs> yeah, and get away from all this.
2: Get away from it and go to Ireland. And Jenny's like really overwhelmed because no one's ever asked her to go to Ireland before and have a family. <laughs> yeah. This is such a perfect, I think, like young uh lesbian scene. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. When you're young,
0: you like have lustful feelings for someone and you like Find immediately are life. like, I'm going, we're gonna get buried, like we're perfect <laughs> together, like uh-huh. we're supposed to be, we're so connected. Yeah. And you're like, no, you just have like a lot of dopamine running through your veins right now. Like just give it an hour <laughs> yeah, you're like, gonna be you fine. Just
2: fucked. Like, like you don't mm-hmm, need to talk relax. about Ireland. <laughs>
0: you don't need to be talking about <laughs> Yeah, children. save
2: Ireland for date five. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on. Children for date six. And then over the walkies, they hear that Jenny is needed on set and like, oh, my God, like you guys are so unprofessional.
1: But before that, also, like Jenny is like very they are like they're so smitten with each other, which is actually they, like it's very believable, like they genuinely yeah. seem like they, they, they have that like energy, that like new relationship energy mm-hmm. of like they really just can't keep their hands off each other, yeah. which is really cute. But also Jenny's like, oh, we could get the fuck out of L.A., this terrible place. So you kind of see like the real Jenny for a second where she kind of seems to maybe recognize that. She's not really thriving here, you know. And that, or rather that she's blaming the city for her personality. Where do you think right. Jenny would thrive?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I think I, I mean Ireland. I hear Ireland's <laughs> lovely this time of year, especially for queer families, I do like large queer families. I do.
1: Yeah, with especially like if Nikki has a ton of Jenny's kids, they can get a car in Ireland, like a big mm-hmm. cottage for all the kids. Yeah. That
2: would probably solve a lot for her. That would help Jenny Definitely. a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think that the only place Jenny could be like really, I think sh- it's Iowa City, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great town. Yeah. I love Iowa okay. City.
2: I've never been, but I hear it's great for me. <laughs> that was just so random.
1: <laughs> is well, that's where she went to school. <gasps>
0: oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. See, so I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't remember that. Yeah. You
1: it's might like you have, have forgotten it school. because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like Stanford, but maybe that's like where Tim was on the swim team. I can't remember anything. Oh, no, he was on the swim team
1: at Oberlin. Oh, wow. Okay. And Bet went to Yale. <laughs> and Bet went to Obviously. Yale. Obviously, yeah. And no one like else Brittany has a girls. backstory. <laughs> yeah, Tina doesn't have parents.
2: <laughs> Tina doesn't have a family. <laughs> Tina
1: was delivered by the stork. That's why she's so weird.
2: <laughs> That's why she's so, like, <laughs> off.
1: Yeah. Stork parents.
2: <laughs> so, like, they're on set and Nikki doesn't care. And then Nikki tells Jenny that she loves her. And Jenny yeah. does not say it back. Jenny's like, thank you. She's like, I'm going to give you a hickey, which is like a really weird response to someone (laughs) saying, I love you for the first time.
1: Yeah. When someone's about to be on camera
2: also in a film, you know, maybe don't. I know. I wrote down that the makeup department's going to love that. (laughs) (laughs) They love covering things up on people's skin. So then we go to our favorite place, the army. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Army place.
2: And we have this cool scene that happens in two separate offices over the phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. Action. Like, talk about some drama.
1: Yeah, lights, camera, this scene.
2: Lights, camera, sit down at a desk and call someone else. So Davis calls Beach and she tells him that Tasha should settle and take an honorable discharge with full benefits. And wouldn't you know it, Tasha is sitting in Beach's office at this exact moment because, again, she yeah. has nothing else to do. So she's either in yeah, Beach's she's office the or in the hallway. <laughs>
1: yeah. She lives in beaches off. She, she just sleeps on the ground. She just and wakes up and gets back in the hall. Her motorcycle's uses, in the hallway. Uses her box. Yeah. Uses the pee, box, the pee yes. box. Back to her little <laughs> corner.
2: <his> <laughs> yeah, she has her own pee she's box. She's got a cot and a motorcycle, and that's all she needs. <laughs> uh huh. So she's like, hey, "Tell her to fuck off," um, and he's like, "She has declined the offer."
1: Right. And That's the whole also, scene.
2: She, Very interesting. Cool stuff. Also, she should take the offer. I mean, it does seem like she's going to not win the case. Right, because she is gay. She's actually gay. And they said that even if she wasn't, that these cases are really hard to win.
1: Yeah, especially against that tough Colonel Davis from Top Gun. Yeah. Tom Cruise
2: is in that film. Yeah, and Val Kilmer. Talk about gay.
1: Yeah, talk about gay. Uh-huh.
2: I was a big Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer Second band. time Val Kilmer has come up. In <laughs> this is yes. the Val Kilmer episode of uh, Tell Back. <laughs> We're on the set of the Pluto Cafe. So not only did they not film on location at the planet, they also didn't film on location at Shebar but they just built the set, which is what they should yeah. have done anyway, because I'm sure a yeah, lot like of the this max. movie is set in this location.
1: Yeah. And Kit reveals that she's had to spend $8,000 on all of the shit that she had to do because of the rats that the she bar bitches put in her mm-hmm. cafe. And that is not fair or kind. And then um, they're ready for Nikki on set, I think, or for Jenny, who cares? Um, Adele, Adele, Fake drops the loyal, let's loyal the loyal wrestling lesbian <laughs> flyers flyers on the front ground. Adele
2: is full scammer Suss. this episode, like not even hiding it anymore.
1: Okay, so there's a film called All About Eve from <laughs> history, from the black and white era, from the cinema. But it's basically like there's this aging actress who's in a Broadway show, and then she meets like her friends meet this fan of hers and then they introduce her to the fan which is exactly what happened with Adele Mm -hmm. and the fan is like so obsessed with her and she like loves the fan in return and so she hires the fan to be her assistant and her maid who is basically this is the parallel to Max is very suspicious of her and doesn't trust her Mm -hmm. but she basically turns on the maid because the maid is against her assistant and then of course by the end of the film all about Eve the assistant has replaced Mm. Eve exactly and the actress no longer has a job because she has been replaced by the schemer who was her assistant who made up a fake story about growing up in Wisconsin and being poor and all that stuff so um, this is like it's not like oh this is a funny coincidence so these are very similar this (laughs) is obviously like a very exactly almost very precisely uh, similar you could call Um, it an homage an homage yeah it's an homage this is an homage to all about Eve which everyone was dying for.
2: So that's what the young lesbians of the early aughts wanted was an all about Eve remake starring Jennifer Beals and Mia Kirshner. That's what people wanted. Yeah. You know? It is. They were demanding it. Yeah. They were like they had signs and they were protesting outside of <laughs> Shaolin. All about Eve, but new, but gay. You know, like they were like with bangs. Yeah. All about Eve. We need bangs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Adele does this whole like, oh, whoops, I did not drop that flyer on the floor and Nikki finds it and she immediately loses her mind and wants to go out to the oil wrestling tonight.
1: Tina tells Beth that Jenny and Nikki fuck every day in their trailer at lunch. So obviously that's not a secret. It's not. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. And Tina
2: says that Nikki is a puppy. Mm-hmm. And she tells Beth that Jenny is driving her insane. Correct. Which should not be a surprise. No. And
1: then, um, Bette is gonna leave, and she's like, "Molly, uh, are you okay
2: here?" She's like, right? "Oh, I'll drop you off." and she's like, "No, I'm staying." <laughs> and she says it like so fast.
0: I have to get back to the office now so if, if you wanna I'm run. fine. I'm,
2: I'm gonna hang out here. Huh. All right, well I'll get Jody to come down to the set. I'm 24 years old. I don't need a babysitter. Yeah, I you know what? We'll take her home. <laughs> I'll know if you do anything crazy, Shane. I live next door to you. Yeah. Molly says she doesn't need a babysitter. You know who does need a babysitter? Nikki. Babies. Mm. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Also, Angelica, right. an actual baby who's not in this episode. <laughs> no. So, Nikki's like so pissed that she can't go to She Bar with all of her friends who are at She Bar.
1: She's major FOMO. Oh,
2: the most FOMO. And Adele is like full scheming crazy lunatic and it's great she's like this must be so hard for you like you can't go out with your friends and I'm like Mm -hmm. welcome to a pandemic you lunatics (laughs) and then she just starts like putting ideas in Nikki's very impressionable mind Uh uh-huh and she's like well I mean what if you just like left for a little while she's like I heard they don't need you on set for like an hour and a half yeah like
1: like, it's not a lot of time yeah, and she's like, most stars have a thing where they won't work after
2: 8 o'clock. Yeah, And if anyone respects them, then... It's just like, you're not being respected here. You should be able to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens.
1: Luckily, She-Bar is down the street. Okay. It's walkable, because she walks there, right? It's walkable. Yeah. From The yeah, from the, the, the walk score is 100. From the,
0: yeah. the
2: Shaolin lot, too. In
0: the University of the Elward, we were like, it's like six. It's a six block radius. Yeah, basically. everything yeah. is
2: where. It, it's yeah, it's all right
0: there. If this was reality, she would be like, "Well, I guess if I leave now, it'll take me an hour to get there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's two miles away. <laughs> <Yeah. And> it's
1: <laughs> evening, so yeah. If something comes up on Google Maps and it's like this is five miles away, I'm like, "What's I'm the like, point?" I'll get there by tomorrow. Yep. See you in twenty
2: four.
0: Love traffic humor.
2: <laughs> so, bet's at home and bet is sad. Bet is so sad yeah Mm -hmm. and then jody comes in the room to see her Uh and bet's not looking at her which is super rude because jody's deaf and so Uh bet is being like double rude (laughs) like a whole new type of rude in this moment Um,
1: maybe she was inspired because earlier in the episode molly walked into the room that they were all in and was talking with barely moving her mouth and was like facing another direction and somehow jody knew what she was saying yeah um, which we're pointing out because it gives unrealistic expectations to people at home about deaf people's ability
2: to read lips. Exactly. So, Bet hugs Jody's stomach. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, tiny pickle. <laughs> There's no tiny pickle anymore.
1: Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's funny. We used to call in season one and two, we called... The baby, baby pickle. We called her little baby pickle. Is it Gretchen pickle? It's
2: totally Gretchen pickle.
1: And it was Gretchen. Pi- we thought it was Angelica Pickles, it but it turns out it's Gretchen Pickles. It
2: Gretchen Pickles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who's playing Tina? Who was the one who's pregnant with little baby pickle? Holy shit!
2: Full circle. Holy shit! That's a, wait, that's wait. remarkable. <laughs> yeah, that's at least an oval. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, Bet like forcefully takes off Jody's pants, and then they have like a top off that Bet wins by being kind of a jerk. She masturbates on top of her
0: it's kind of yeah this is like a perfect bet scene it's very bad it really is you're like you're so full of shame (laughs) i just don't know what to do with you like yeah okay is this what you need to do okay Okay. (laughs) sure
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, run jody i know jody the call is coming from inside the house like get (laughs) out run far away from this woman
1: yeah so this is the great sex that they're having
2: mm-hmm. so great <laughs> Beth's such a great lover
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I said not buying it <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we go back to set and Molly is really bored and Shane offers to take mm-hmm. her out and Molly is like so what do people do for fun in this town besides sticking with lesbian art aficionados and pretending it's exciting you want you can stick around a little bit longer and then I can take you out sure what my mother told me all about your little game. You're like the fawns or something for lesbians. Oh, shit. the lesbians. the fawns,
0: Uh-huh, on. yeah. Shut
2: up. Happy days? I know the fawns, I know the happy days, but, uh. All right. I'll give it to you. You're sassy. No one's called me that before. I'm not sassy. I'm bored. But not bored enough to sleep with you. And then Tina and Jenny are looking for Nikki? So Adele is like, I don't know what happened, but um, also I'm pretty sure she's at She-Bar. So we go to fucking She-Bar and now things get real crazy. Oh, wait, do I have to do my She-Bar song? Yeah, do your She-Bar song. She-Bar. Is that a song? Yeah. I had a song for wax and that that's the song for shoe bar oh god I got it yeah got it, got it. you would know if you listened to the podcast <laughs> yeah it was really good people there's like thousands of people who's listened to it and love it yeah people are like when are we getting the wax thing as the ringtone like that's the whole conversation yeah, <laughs> yeah they want to invite us a ringtone yeah um <laughs> so. so Dawn Denbow is dressed as a ringmaster all uh-huh. eyes on her in the center of a ring just like a circus obviously uh-huh. But it's a wrestling I, she ring. She is Miami Vice. And she... <laughs> yes. It's a wrestling ring. And tonight her name is Miami Vice. And lover Cindy is named the Viper. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, also, Cindy is dressed like a devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dawn is dressed like a ringmaster. Britney Circus. Miami Vice? What? None of it makes any sense. None of it. None I of was the, mad about that. Yeah. I was like, they could have... At
2: least <laughs> themed. Yeah. Themed the night. Yeah. Had appropriate costumes. You know what I'll say? Matching, matching costumes. Is that the planet always does a theme night. They do a theme. She-Bar has yet yeah.
1: to do a theme. She-Bar, but they really transformed the space. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they really did transform the space.
1: There's a full ring in there. Yeah, And I felt like, wow, because I went to the lesbian oil wrestling event in LA that that Don Dumbo hosted. But she wasn't hosting it with Cindy. She was hosting it with um, that woman, Michelle Wolf, who was like a lesbian actress. Oh, oh right. right. Remember her? Vaguely. Nope. And Eileen Chaikin was there. Was she oil wrestling? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, but that would have been (laughs) thrilling if she had been. been And Angela Robinson was there,
2: Mm -hmm. who we love. So Nikki decides that she wants to wrestle Cindy.
1: Also, everyone is dressed psychotically. Everyone in the whole room is dressed. So they definitely
2: like handed out like wacky hats and like large sunglasses to every extra (laughs) as they filed in because there's people (laughs) in like pirate hats. Yeah, they went crazy at Uh Party City. There is no theme. There's (laughs) no set theme. No, everyone, the theme is
1: like, wear one thing and then give yourself a different nickname for <laughs> that thing. That's not needed with that. You need a nickname, the but it
2: cannot be related to what you're wearing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, also, this is really fun. So Nikki gets in the ring and she's like, Tonight you all can call me Jesse Jillbates. <laughs> oh, wow, Jesse Jillbates. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: she's like Do you think that was a Lindsay Lohan reference? Because Lindsay Lohan went to jail. Oh shit. I uh, thought it was a reference to
2: the thing that is about to happen, which is that she's apparently underage. Right. Um But she's underage, like under the drinking age, but she's yeah. She's over 18, but under 21, is basically what they're saying.
1: Yeah, she's so she's 20.
2: Great. Good for her. Remember 20?
1: I don't. Nikki <laughs> Nikki is daring Uh-oh. enough to take on Cindy and but it's obviously like Dawn is like, holy shit, Nikki's here. I'm going to call my friend Mickey, which rhymes with Nikki.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that she said, do as twink?
2: I know. In <laughs> reference to Nikki. I loved that because yeah, me too. I really thought that was great giving visibility to the word twink being used in lesbian spaces because mm-hmm. people don't really think mm-hmm. of it that way. And I was really happy but that they it should. brought visibility to that
0: mm-hmm. particular yeah, I issue so too.
2: I really liked that. When she got on the phone with Mickey, I, in my head, immediately thought it was um, Mickey who, in the comeback, was Mouse. Val <laughs> Cherish's hairstylist. And I was like, Val oh, is he, is he a paparazzo? <laughs> Pap- paparazzo? Paparazzo? Singular. So they wrestle in oil. And there's
1: all this music, and it's really funny and fun and, and weird. And then all the paps are outside... And Tina's really unhappy. And she says she's totally fucked. And then Kit, once Tina says that Nikki is underage, Kit gets on her fucking phone. I love this. I love this for Kit. So funny. She calls the cops. Kit calls the cops. It reminded me of like all of the kids on TikTok who are like, all cops are bad. But if you, were, if you have a party on my campus mm-hmm. and our classes get canceled, I am fucking calling the cops on you. I'm going to snitch on you. Like this is the one exception. Like this is Kit being like, you motherfucker. I'm calling the cops this time uh, because they put rats in her thing. Yeah. She's out for revenge. Yeah. So she calls the cops because
2: they're serving alcohol to a minor.
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) To one specific minor. To one specific Uh, famous minor
2: who is 20. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who may have been mentioned earlier today on the talk look view. Might be gay. Who knows? Who's to say? Which
0: is actually hilarious because not like in, I feel like in LA, if you're a celebrity, it's not like, what yeah. celebrity under 21 is not drinking in L.A. and allowed to go to any club that they that's want been, at any time? And it's been like that
2: for yeah. the longest time. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, definitely since the 20s. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> the Roaring 20s. The Roaring 20s. Prohibition. Yeah. You know, it's like it started after Prohibition, which is like kids it can did. drink speakeasy. if they're famous in uh-huh. Hollywood. In our favorite speakeasy, Chapter 15. Chapter 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then there's like a slow motion moment where Nikki uh-huh. wins. Yeah. The think wrestling it's a great time against Cindy, aka the Viper.
0: I have to say, this does look very fun. A lot more fun than the one that we did. The lube it, Yeah. I was I was like getting a lot of ideas. I was like, oh, this is great. Like instead of packets, you know, you get more. Yeah. A ton of oil. Like oil instead of lube, probably. I mean your skin is like
2: and then really it's just not, not on your skin
0: for the for the next like week. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's good luck getting that off, but like it's gonna slowly yeah. seep into your skin, and your skin's going to look radiant. It's
0: look great for
2: a while, yeah.
1: which is good.
0: It looks really fun.
2: Then like actual Turkish
1: oil wrestling, they are wrestling in olive oil. Incredible, which, which is great but... for your
0: skin. Yeah. Wow, I would love yeah. to do that. I would love to wrestle <laughs> in olive oil, especially if it's like really nice olive oil. This I love the, the smell of nice, olive oil. Nice yeah, stuff. I know
2: it smells it's great, great for your hair. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. there's so many health benefits yeah.
2: to what they're doing
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so um shane for some reason is taking the angle of
2: that is yes! fucked up yes!
1: does not make sense on any does level like are women in, in in bikinis degrading <laughs> like what what about this is degrading <laughs> This oil. is str- strength this is strength they're exhibiting sport. strength you exactly. said it was the it's number sport. one
0: sport in turkey is that actually true it like, is because then yeah, yeah And shane sport. is
1: anti-sports which is fucked Shane up. Is anti-turkey and anti-sports. Well, fuck, fuck Shane. And Shane. Molly and Jenny are like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Molly yeah.
2: is happy for the first time in, in her, her live series.
1: It's
0: not fucked up. That's amazing.
2: She loves it. Mm-hmm. And then Tina yeah. screams, do you know how much money you're costing me? <laughs> Which was very a producer thing to say. Yeah. I just love that they all left set to come here and try to like fix this. And so Jenny's yeah. like, hey, Nikki, you should come back to set. And Nikki's like, you have to get in the ring. And then so Tina's like... Yeah, you got
1: to come in here and
2: fight gotta, me. You got to get me out the of the preview. ring. Uh, you gotta <laughs> Tina's me. like, go in, get her. Tina's like, go get her. And so Dawn, of course, encourages this. And then Jenny's like, mm-hmm. sorry, Tina, you asked for it. And so... She jumps in the ring with Nikki and then smack my bitch up by the prodigy starts to play. <laughs> so good. Which is honestly the perfect song for this. I'm uh-huh. sure there's people yeah. that have opinions about this song, but I love it. Jenny's wearing five shirts.
0: I was just going to say she takes off a white tank top to reveal another tank top underneath. <laughs> which is such yeah. a dry queen move, honestly. Yeah. Like, Don't take off your, off your wig, wig unless you have another
1: wig, wig under Perfect. And everyone cheers for the tank. They're like, she's down to one tank top. Woo! <laughs> she had
2: two and now just one.
1: And Don and Cindy noticed that Shane and Molly seem to maybe be there together. So they're scheming in their head. They are the most observant people
2: on this show, yeah, by far.
1: <laughs> what about Adele though? I bet Adele. Could Adele is observant.
2: Them. Max is observant. Uh-huh. Don and Cindy are observant. Everyone else is an idiot. Correct. <laughs> so then, from the middle of this like fun gay chaos, we hard cut, very jarring, to the army. Army. And I wrote, Alice is there to see Colonel Lady. <laughs> and she's super mean to Alice that's my note for
1: this scene that's your note what's your note Robert? Really? my note is so what is this military
0: case with Alice
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think Do i was think Alice is being in-
0: <laughs> I think I was trying to, what I was trying to say is why is Alice talking to the colonel? Like, why would she be called in? I don't know how because she's the evidence. She
2: is the evidence. And then then Colonel Lady tells Alice that Alice (laughs) is the reason Tasha is in this situation, which I just want to Uh go on record once again as saying, I agree. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was like, this is a big moment for Carly because Carly has been saying this every episode since the charges were filed. Exactly. And this is 100%. She's like, seems to me like Tasha didn't have any problems. Until you. Until you strolled into her life. Rode into
2: town on a Mini Cooper.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And then Cooper. yeah, and then rode around in her motorcycle and then rode her. <laughs> presumably. So presumably at the horse races, which also involve riding. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yes, of course, Tasha is actually gay, but Alice, I've said this every episode, is essentially <laughs> the reason that Tasha is now currently in the situation she is in, because of her mm-hmm. lack of respect for Tasha's boundaries and the realities of Tasha's life but I don't have the energy to go into that again because we've already done it. So what I'm going to say is that she leaves and bumps into Tasha in the hallway because again, Tasha (laughs) is patrolling the hallway. Yeah. Oh, fancy seeing you here. Davis is probably like, there she is again. Also, they say
1: that Alice is being called to testify.
2: Right. Okay. So Alice leaves the office and sees Tasha in the hallway because she lives in the hallway and only patrols that hallway. She has a cot in the hallway and the pee box in the hallway (laughs) and she sees her and she's like, it's so awkward and she's like, yeah. I'm sorry. They like called me in and like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> At least she didn't invite yeah. the military into her home again. Exactly. Yeah.
1: She didn't break the third amendment, but Davis sees their interaction. And I was like, that's a point for them because you can clearly see they're not dating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can tell that.
2: Yep. You can tell that you can tell. Cause she doesn't put her arm on her shoulder. <laughs> She doesn't put her arm on her shoulder or Lou Brussel. Yeah, exactly. Anything. There's nary a horse in sight. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to Shebar, and now fully we are in like slow motion footage of Jenny and Nikki oil wrestling. Making out. Making out. Like they're
1: wrestling, but they're mostly just making I out. I like this scene. This is great.
2: <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed this scene. This is a real like, scene that was I had, on television. I had
0: a moment. Where I was watching this again, and I like remembered watching this scene 12 years ago. And I was like, wow, I'm gay.
2: <laughs> you know, we were all yeah. talking about, we're like, they must have had like a very long day on set of people having to be like in oil and rolling around in oil. And I was like, that sounds like it would be really annoying. And then Robin was like, not if you're gay.
0: Oh, love- <laughs> are you kidding me?
2: And I was like, "That's a good point."
0: Roll of a lifetime, (laughs) roll. I just uh, said that I would love to roll around in olive oil. I literally just said that. Yeah. If anybody has a movie and they're looking for a very really bad actress to roll around in olive oil, I know I'm going to get a lot of calls for porns. But (laughs) I I don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For porns. for
0: the (laughs) porns. But if it's like if you're if you're shooting like a queer indie and you need someone to roll around in olive oil, like a 40 year old woman, just give me a call. (laughs)
1: <laughs> she has a lot of free time. We all do. Yeah. I have so um, much If free you time. want to see her reel, just watch um episode of the L Word called LA Times. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robin's reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, the other thing that could be on your reel is when you played um, Raquel in our real L oh, Word movie yeah. video. Oh, yeah. I
0: also played myself on the real L Word. Yes,
1: I played a photographer
0: shooting a calendar for a website called autostraddle.com.
1: Yeah. But you wouldn't know that from looking at it Mm-mm. because Eileen Shakin personally hates me <laughs> and cut Robin's name and the name of our website out of the episode. Yes.
0: they. Cut you my, might think they cut I'm making third. that up, but it's
2: true. Yep. No, they That's did. True. It's all true. I, 100% true. Because they
0: said they wanted to come to set. And I said, you don't have to give us anything to come to set. You just need to give us a lower third so that we mm-hmm. can address my name and auto straddle. And they took out my lower third. Yep. And they took out Autostraddle. straddle. So if I... Ever see Island shaken at an oil <laughs> wrestling match.
2: She's going or down pool first. party. You're like, I have a bone to pick with you, Shaken.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So my first note here is back to Smash My Bitch Up. <laughs> yes, the song is in this episode for like the entirety of the song. Like it is a several-minute needle drop. It's pretty wild. Um I wrote Smash My Bitch Up though. Oh that no, sounds... that's incorrect. Correct. It's yeah. Smack Reese. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Anyway, so Finally, Jenny and Nikki leave. um, And then Dawn sees Molly and she's like, do you want to wrestle? And Molly is like, of course I do. But again, I am very straight, but I do want to wrestle in oil. (laughs) Uh Um, She's similar to Robin in that way. Yes. Except. Very straight. Yeah, just wanting to wrestle in oil. Yeah. And so Dawn does this whole thing with Shane where she's like, hey, Shane, and then like shoves Molly face first into the oil and like jumps on her. So then Shane has to come rescue Molly And so also Cindy is now wrestling. So now all four of them are rolling around. And then at one point, I think Shane rips out some of Dawn's hair. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. Shane is
1: wrestling Dawn and then Molly is wrestling Cindy. Yeah. And then it's like they're switching. It's sort of like they're like swingers. Yeah. Yeah. Wife Swap. Wife Swap. It's a Wife Swap. It's an episode of Wife Swap, but oily. (laughs) Oily Wife Swap. And to the sound of of smack my bitch up. Yeah. Um,
2: And it's a true delight. It's pretty great. It's a great scene. I was truly yeah. shocked rewatching it when she ripped out a clump of her hair. Like I was like absolutely <laughs> Yeah. And they're shocked. all like
0: laughing. They're like, "Ha ha." ha
2: I'm like, "That's so a funny. lot of yeah. hair." <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awful. That's I mean, and I, I mean, I don't like Dawn, but like that would be painful for her.
1: Yeah. It would be.
2: Um, but like it's fine because like nothing matters because um the LAPD is here to break up the event.
1: Yeah. They don't even need to see an underage person drinking, which by the way, we haven't seen anyone really like going oh wait shame went to the bar and got tequila shots yeah but the LAPD they they don't have to see anything they just walk in and they say so everybody out of the club
2: I like that they sent one man <laughs> I thought the portrayal of the LAPD in this episode was very kind to the LAPD oh yeah like they were like not really they were just like hey break up the party I guess <laughs> please yeah and I was like With one guy that's not how that would have happened at all
1: no. If somebody like stubs their toe, they send 10,000 police officers and they fill up the entire street. And then I walk home and I'm like, what's happening? And they're like, someone tripped and fell. Ugh. And the entire West Hollywood Police Department
2: is here for exactly. it. Exactly. China's trying to find Nikki, but she can't find her. And then we find out that Nikki is not being arrested because they've negotiated. Negosh. A little negosh happened.
1: A little negosh. Don't arrest our famous superstar And over this.
2: But... Also, I like that, I guess, in this version of things, Nikki has not looked on the internet or communicated with anyone who has at all uh-huh. that day. I have a feeling she doesn't.
0: Yeah, I have all my notes are just like, why hasn't Nikki looked at her phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why how, Why hasn't anyone talked to Nikki? Like, does Nikki not She have, went out
2: to see her friends at Sheila? Does she
0: not have agents that would call her and be like, this just happened or a manager or anyone? But they
2: all know about it. And but they're not mm-hmm. talking to her about it. And now she's left the set and is in a public place being real gay someone uh-huh. would have told her by now. like it's wild <laughs> like the events of this episode and how she I don't just think is she like, cares sure
1: i get the feeling that like she doesn't care and her yeah. managers are the only thing keeping her from yeah. totally throwing her entire career away and everything she's worked for in all of her mm-hmm. hot gun movies <laughs> honestly in her mind she's just barefoot and pregnant in ireland <laughs> she doesn't even care anymore <laughs> She's just like, I'm over this career. Yeah, she's having little Jenny
2: Schecters all over the Irish Hills. Mm-hmm. God, what a bunch of insufferable <laughs> babies. Lucky charms. So we see Shane and she's like, hey, Molly, I'm going to go home and get cleaned up. Do you want to come? And she's like, I'm totally straight, but you can keep dreaming. Yeah. And Shane's like, don't flatter yourself. Um, which was long overdue because
1: the, enti- the entire the entire time like Molly was like convinced that Shane was trying to seduce her and Shane's just like
2: stop this feels like a very like straight girl thing very specific 2008 straight girl thing
1: oh my god mm-hmm. like yes. very
2: specific we um, talked
1: about this earlier that straight girls automatically um, assume that like that if you're a lesbian you want to bang them and that the greatest gift they could give you would be allowing you to bang them allowing you to bang them and you're <laughs> like why would i want to bang you and oh not, no. some <laughs> not straight? <laughs> it's because they're used to men yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so then we so. see cindy and don getting arrested which is you know, I, I think we need to defund the police and abolish prison. Uh-huh. However, it was really wonderful watching Dawn and Cindy get arrested. Yeah,
1: while Kit was yelling at them. Yes, while <laughs> Kit was yelling at them. That was really very special. She's like, you rat fuckers, go to
2: jail with your rat friends. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, And he yes. tries to bribe a cop, which I thought was uh-huh. really funny. Um, yeah. And then Jenny and Nikki finally find each other. And Nikki thanks her for taking her out. They kiss and Jenny tells her, she loves her and I wrote in all caps what could possibly go wrong
1: <laughs> back Aww. to set back
2: to set because everyone has left not just the producer the and the star crew. and the director but also everyone else I and guess the and the hairstylist and the hairstylist we find Adele sitting in mm-hmm. Jenny's chair on set and she quietly to herself says cut print And she seems very satisfied. I love that part. She has this like
0: look in her eye. That was a
2: great ending moment. Mm -hmm. It was like truly Mm -hmm. deranged. and I loved it. Yeah. And that's the episode. That's the episode. We did it. We talked about this episode. So what do we think? Do we like this episode? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I like like this this episode. episode.
0: I like that. Mhm. Yeah, it's real chaotic. It's so chaotic. I love the oil wrestling, the slow motion oil wrestling. I love being in army. <laughs> I love seeing army, feels very realistic. Gives us a little look into what army is like. Army is like, yeah, and the hardships of having to pee in a box and patrol a hallway every single day. Patrolling a hallway is tough because
2: it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah this is good. I like that they just keep adding cast members. Um, that's really fun. I feel like we can keep them all th- this is a, a con- this is good a good amount of people. They all have a purpose.
0: I like how Jenny is somehow a famous director for no reason.
2: That's the most unbelievable part of the show, which I've said many times in this podcast, is that Jenny got to direct this movie and at no point was fired from directing this movie yet. She wrote a bad script. uh-huh doesn't know what she's doing, has zero directing experience of any kind.
0: Like uh-huh. even if her even if her script got sold, she would not be hired as the director exactly. of this movie. There's no way. True. Even <laughs> if her
2: script got sold and she had some directing experience and interest in directing, she probably still wouldn't get to direct this movie.
1: Yeah. So like Ann Martin got to direct the Babysitters Club. No, she didn't.
2: I wonder what she's doing right now. Being gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun episode. Um, you know, season five is is wacky. Wacky yeah. and, and fun. There was no there was no transphobia in this episode. That was a nice breather two weeks mm-hmm. in a row. Yeah. Two, two episodes in a, in a row. No transphobia. It was really nice.
1: Yeah. I think we saw a lot of life.
2: Um Robin, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be a part of this episode (laughs) with me, your wife. Um, You're so
0: welcome. I've been really busy lately of doing things like sitting on the couch and also sitting on the couch and sitting on the other end of the couch. Don't forget, you're playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. I'm hanging in there. I have literally nothing to do. So you're so welcome. (laughs) There's just
2: one person on her island that she really wants to ask to move out. And so she has to keep playing until they ask to move out because all of her other little cute island... Animal friends are really great, but there's like one bad, yeah. bad apple in the bunch.
0: But seriously, thank you for having me on this podcast. And I promise to listen to this episode. She's
2: not going to listen to it.
0: <gasps> if not, to just be embarrassed of my low energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you, I mean, if you don't have like anything going on, you could listen, like in theory, you could listen to like the whole, I could, all of the
2: episodes.
0: I do hear what Carly is saying, so I just kind of <laughs> fill in the blanks of maybe what you're saying. I, like, imagine what you would say.
2: Whatever Reese yeah. is <laughs> saying is definitely funnier than what I'm, sure. I'm saying. So. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean
0: to say that, but I mean, you're both very funny.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, Reese is funnier. That's not true. We're a team. We're a team. We're both equally We're a great funny.
1: Team. We're both equally funny. We're mm-hmm. a
2: great, funny team. I agree. Of equality. Yeah. yeah. Equal. It's a new show on HBO Max this October. Robin, mm-hmm. um, where can people find you on... Line, on the on the net on the world wide web
0: on the world yeah, wide where web. Can you find you on the web, um I guess yeah.
2: What about oh, social, social media?
0: Yeah, I have like an Instagram and a Twitter.
2: Wow, tell us um, more.
0: And my handle is at robinhoots, or as Carly likes to say, at robinshoots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autoshreddle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at Carly Tron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today.
1: Autostraddle.com.
2: All right. And finally, it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped okay reese you ready
1: okay one two three las, las vegas lawyer. Cindy. <laughs>
2: uh, robin what'd you say lover cindy wonderful reese what did you say lawyer because i need one. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> is there any lawyers out there uh reese is looking there any lawyers out me out there in california i think you should hire cindy joyce Wichnia, but that's just one person's opinion oh yeah that's a good idea i should Um, My L word was Las Vegas Aces because I've been doing only WNBA themed L words for season five and they are the second best team in the league. They're my second favorite team after the LA Sparks. And today they beat the LA Sparks, which made me very sad, but also happy. Like good for them, but you know, also, you know, bad for the Sparks. Anyway, um, the WNBA playoffs are beginning very soon and they're not long enough. There I said it. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bold statement here. Controversial. Yeah. Wow. Big controversy.
0: Carol.
1: I don't think I'm going to make it
0: until 2021.
1: Well on that note The dogs are barking And the puppies are scheming And the world is burning And next week we'll talk to you again Thank you all for
2: listening (laughs) Thank you all for listening We will see you next time Bye
1: Bye